Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. From the Specs Wine Spirits and Finer Food Studios in Austin, Texas. This is Buy or Sell with Jeff Ward and Cedric Golden. Well, let's do Buy or Sell. I'm sorry you had to hear all that. It's bizarre. Uh, he is Cedric Golden, a famous writer for the Austin American Statesman. It's not about flipping houses or crypto. Here's how it works. Buy or sell are five statements. You agree or disagree. That's the way it plays out. Buy or sell. All right, here we go. Buy or sell number one. Baltimore versus San Francisco is a Super Bowl preview. Buy or sell. I'm buying it. Strap up. It's just, this is going to be your Super Bowl. Now, I'm going to tell you, Jeff Ward, I cannot, I cannot condone anyone betting against Patrick Mahomes. because I pulled that last year, and it just did not work out for me. It did not work out for me. We knew that the Bengals were the best team in the NFL, but somehow, some way, Patrick Mahomes on one leg beats the Bengals. But I think his luck has run out. He does not have enough around him to pull this off. And I know Lamar Jackson's playoff record isn't great, but I think Lamar Jackson has come of age. He got his money, and they do what things they, they do what travels in the playoffs. They run it. They they stop you. They kick it well, and and Lamar Jackson's doing real well as the quarterback. I'm doing it. I think the Niners are the best team. I think it's going to be one hell of a Monday night game. That I hope everybody's watching. I know that there's some holiday stuff to do, but I, I will be watching it. And I think I think the the Baltimore Ravens are every bit as good as the 49ers, but they're not going to beat them in the Super Bowl. But this still will be a Super Bowl preview i'm buying yeah i'm buying all day long uh in fact i think the separation from these two is just it's huge i mean right i mean you might as well have this game and then let everybody play like in a bowl game or something and that's what the other games are going to be because i think i think the separation these are by far we've now learned the body of work is the body of work we've now learned these are by far the two most complete teams. Everybody else has issues. Everybody else has flaws. These two have very few rock-solid coaches, rock-solid organizations. It's no mistake where they are. Uh, yeah, it's not – I don't even think it's that. They're, they're by far the two best teams, and I don't even know there's that much separation. I'm with you. I don't even know there's that much separation between the two of them. I, I, I don't know how much stock to put into this game, but – and I don't like the stuff that Baltimore's saying, oh, we don't like being the underdog. I'm like, come on, man, give it a rest. Um, they both know they're the best. Uh, I I don't know. I mean, I guess San Francisco has has one more playmaker maybe than Baltimore. 
San Francisco might have one more Bosa than Baltimore, but then again, Baltimore has one more Tucker than San Francisco. So, you know, let them play and let everyone else get in bowl games. By the way, are you bothered by? Uh, I, be, I bet you're not bothered by it. Are you? Uh, are you upset that I said that the further east you go, the more meth labs and more time warp you run into? Uh, no, because I don't do meth. I smoke crack. It's different. <laughs> it's a different different side of the brain. So yeah, I don't. I don't. I'm not offended okay. by meth labs at all. I did like Breaking <laughs> Bad for what that's worth. That was one of my favorite shows. I'm waiting on them to wake, make one about the crack. Um, it's been a while since we've. Uh, See New Jack City, so I think yeah. they need to update the crack movie, there so so we could have some equal representation of of our derelict citizens on uh, either side of the racial barrier. So uh, East Texas is East Texas, and um, I know people people in Middle America think there are a lot of crack crack uh, houses and meth labs in East Texas, but I tell them uh, just stick to your own and let us deal with our own derelicts. There you go. What a fine citizen that was. You got to be you, if they're. What what city of East Texas would you like to be mayor of? That sounded like quite a pitch there. Uh, none, none. Thank you. Um, I like where we live, Jeff. And I don't want to be mayor of this city either, but I like where we live. And I don't want to deal with uh, constituents. I don't. I I'll vote in every election, and uh, I'll shake a hand and kiss a baby, but I ain't running for office. Buy or sell. All right, moving on from crack and meth. The Dallas versus Miami over under is forty nine and a half. Take the under. Buy or sell. Boy, that is a great question for people who gamble. Um, hmm. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game, and I think I think the Dallas defense is going to create a short field. So, I feel like it's going to be one of those thirty-five to thirty games. So, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna buy. Weather won't be a factor. Neither team has been stopped lately offensively, um, and and each defense has a couple of holes in it. So. Yeah, I, I think I would take the over there. I'm buying. Here's a here's another way to look at this. Wh- which which team wants it to be the under? Which is there a team in this game that benefits by by being lower scoring? I, I'm thinking that might be Dallas. Yeah, because once Miami gets hot, they're yeah. like Golden State from four yeah, years yeah, ago. Exactly. They can run you out of there. Yeah. Dallas has a couple of good players, but go, but the Dolphins have running backs that can go 75 yards for a touchdown. And Tony Pollard's not that guy anymore for the Cowboys. So, yeah, I, th- I think the higher the score, the more advantageous it is for Miami. That's kind of what I think, too. I um, Yeah, I mean, a, a, a 20-24 game is, I think, a Dallas win. Um, a... 45-43 game is you're probably right said is a Miami win. That means that means those guys got loose and um I was about to say you have two hot quarterbacks but you don't this past week. So, I am going to I'm going to buy I'm going to take the over as well. I think it's just it makes too much sense on the over. Although I'm going to qualify by saying I I I mean, if you're really betting, you don't bet on this game until you find out about Tyreek Hill, period. You do not put a if single – he's out, man, you take the under all day long. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you don't put a single dollar down. You don't do a fantasy, whatever it is, until you find out about him because something with him is just – it's the whole offense. Um, 
So well, the threat I, of Tyreek Hill is almost as scary as Tyreek himself. Yeah. Does he have a lot of like? Wait, isn't he getting sued a bunch the past week or something? Am I? He's not getting sued. Uh, well, he might, but there's there's stories out there that he's fathered three kids yeah. around the same time by three different women. Yeah. So, yep. So like, man, it could change his nickname from the cheetah to the rabbit. Good yeah. Lord, dude. Exactly. Well, he sprains an ankle. Look what happens. <laughs> yeah, keep him on the football field. That's all right. Uh, I'm I'm gonna buy it too. Buy or sell. In the next ten years, a high school player will make the jump straight to the NFL. Buy or sell. I I love that question. I think I'm gonna sell it because I just I just believe. That I know they will try, and there are some high school kids that you see walking around campus that look like they're thirty years, thirty-five years old with a mortgage, but they're still eighteen. And we got to remember that the brain needs to grow as well as the body, even if, even if you're physically ready. Uh, that's a very violent sport, and I know people are going to come out and oh, you could go to Afghanistan at eighteen. Why can't he play in the league? Uh, well, because probably probably because. Uh, you're not going to be in violent, violent activity four or five days out of the week. Uh, so I, I would say, I would say no. I think in 20 years it's probably going to happen. We'll be older and grayer, and we won't care. We'll be gumming peaches, but it'll happen. The kid from Westlake's going to turn pro, and we won't even notice because we'll be at the bingo hall. But that's that's all good because I play now. Um, Gonna buy the ten years. I'll say yeah, I'm fifteen or twenty. You play bingo? Gonna sell. I love bingo. My aunt taught me how to play bingo what when hell? I was like sixteen years old, and I went to a Catholic high school, Jeff. And the Catholics love to the gamble. They love bingo. Wait, bingo, they, they, bingo, they is, bingo is gambling, or is this just Catholic gambling? Bingo is gambling. You can win two thousand dollars in three hours at a bingo hall. Wow. You just go there Jeff, and you sit down. Out. You just go sit down in a random night with a bunch of uh, old ladies and you smoke some cigarettes and play bingo. Yeah, and you and you and they've got the one I've gone to. They've got TV screens, so their games are on, huh. and they got a snack bar. Look at you! And uh, you don't even have to use the old dauber. They can give they give you these little <laughs> computers, and they keep up for you. And if you bingo, it'll make a noise, and you yell out, and then they'll bring you a bag of cash. You know, I, I'm selling this too. I've, I've heard, I've heard people say, the only two players. It may have been Barry Switzer that said this, but there were two players in his lifetime. And it's a dude that's seen a lot of, you know, a lot of great high school football players. Two players in his lifetime that he thought could leave high school and go play in the NFL. And you know who those two were? I know uh, Switzer did say it. I know one was Earl Campbell. Earl, Campbell, Earl, Campbell was, Earl Campbell was one. And then the other was, I believe it was Adrian Peterson. And I believe it on both because I saw I saw Earl at, at age seven, and he was a grown man. And I saw Adrian Peterson at age 37, and he was a grown man. Yeah. So, yeah, those guys could have gone straight to the league. I know Earl Campbell's just trucking people. From, from the jump. So Earl Campbell, I believe that. And Barry Switzer offered Mrs. Campbell everything you can imagine. Trailer home, new farmhouse. All, all Earl had to do was sign the paper. And she, re- she refused 
to sign the paper because Coach Dabbs had charmed her and uh, Earl had decided that he wanted to go to Texas. So definitely. But you know what? How many Earl Campbells and Adrian Petersons do you get in a generation? Right. Not that I mean, many. Here, here's why. It's not, not, it's not so much. Here's my take on this because I'm selling this because of this. There may be another body like that one that's just – just ridiculous, right? Um, that that could take the hits at in the NFL or in college, but they don't need you. Know, you don't need to bypass college. Um, I don't really see, especially now with money involved. I don't see the upside that much. Uh, college programs now are the best paid internship you could ever have. Ooh, man. Right, I mean, and so, you get free education on top of that. Sure, if you, if if you want, but um, <laughs> but you get you get. I mean, you think about where a player like this could go. I mean, I think the only it's either running backs don't matter enough, so maybe that means that another running back like an Earl Campbell one day would do it. My thought is maybe a receiver, maybe some freakish kid. You know, at six four, um, two ten or something, because. Playing wide receiver is not all that complicated. It's not like it's, uh, I mean, if you can run around and catch, you can run around and catch. So maybe that position would be it. But then I start to think, why would you bypass money and training in college when it really is go for two years, three years maybe, and you get the best internship you can and you're getting paid while you do it? I just, I think now, present day is less likely than it would. 10, 15, 20 years ago, just because you can get paid now. You know what, Jeff? I think the chances of uh, them lessening lessening the years of service in college from three years to two are greater than a high school kid. Agreed. Turning pro. Yeah. Uh, if you if you tell them, uh, you know, at age at age twenty, you can turn pro, because then you've been in college for two years. You've been in a college weight room for two years. You've hopefully learned something culturally in those two years, and you're not just some some idiot high school kid uh, with a with a a vault of money that you don't know what to do with. So those two years of college, I'm telling you, man, the two years of college uh, spent, you learn more about life just being on a college campus than you do in those classrooms. And I think that's part that gets overlooked as well. And the NFL doesn't really need you that badly. I mean, to be honest. The NFL is not desperate for another really good wide receiver, a 17-year-old wide receiver especially. It's not desperate for another. Certainly no kid is going to make the leap at quarterback. Um, they can't pull that off. It's not desperate for – certainly not desperate for a running back. I just don't even think there's that much interest on the NFL side. There's not, there's not a Kobe Bryant of football that somebody's clamoring to get. They don't need them that much. they got plenty. The NFL um, – the NFL, every roster of the NFL – We'll have three, some cases, three to five stars. Most teams will have two to three stars. And the rest are interchangeable parts that play maybe three years. And those guys bounce around from team to team. So there's not mm-hmm. that much of a market and that much desperation to go find a 17-year-old like it would with the Lakers finding Kobe Bryant or something. And what happens when, when it's the wrong agent says something to the, to the 17-year-old's family? He says, I'm skipping college, I'm turning pro, and then he doesn't get drafted, and he's just sitting there. Yeah. 18, with, you know, then you, then you got to go pay for school. So, yeah. so it's just not a risk you should take. Buy or sell. Dak Prescott will have more passing yards than Tua Tagovailoa in Miami on Sunday. 
Buy or sell? I'm buying because they need him. They can't win without him throwing the football. Tua hasn't played great lately, but the Dolphins have great running backs. Well, Mostert is really good. A-chain is a touchdown waiting to happen. And they, they just have weaponry uh, in the backfield. And, and so Tua doesn't have to put up those video game numbers as much as Dak. If I told you that C.D. Lamb was going to catch three passes for 42 yards, then we both know the Cowboys got blown out. But if but if Jalen Waddell or Tyreek Hill doesn't have a big game, the Dolphins still have a chance because they run the football really well. And that's one of the most underrated parts of their game. They're a much more balanced offense than Dallas. They're more explosive. But the Cow- the Cowboys, man, the Cowboys, since Brandon Cooks has emerged, the Cowboys can scare people. They have two really good guys on the outside. And Blake Ferguson is a r- nice, good young tight end running over the middle. But with that said, um, you need two of those three guys to blow up to have a chance to win this game. Uh, Tony Pollard, I don't know, has run for a hundred yards in more than a game. Yeah, I don't. Sure. What, what's, um, I don't even. I can't. That yeah, after I know. I um, I, I'm, I'm confused by that. I really am, and I'm also confused that Deuce Vaughn doesn't play more. I, I just he's been inactive a lot. Yeah, I know. I, I don't. I thought he was like this X factor player that they would find a way to use. I, I don't. I don't get the Pollard thing. I'm confused. I think they they they're running plays for Tony Pollard that they ran for Ezekiel Elliott. And last year, if you remember, Tony Pollard was getting the ball on the edge, yep. dump-off passes, where they were putting him in one-on-ones with the linebackers that couldn't cover him. And now they're running him up the A and B gap, and you're just like, man, this this guy's not built for this. And he ran pretty well last, last week, but I like it when Tony Pollard is out in space because he if he's one of those guys, he can make one guy miss and he can take to the house. But you haven't seen him get away from anybody this year because they've got him running Zeke's plays. And I think McCarthy's had a good year calling the plays, but I, but I just don't like the package of plays that they have for Tony Pollard. I don't think that they're uh, emphasizing his greatest attributes, and that's that breakaway speed. I'm going to buy this. I know it sounds crazy and it sounds counterintuitive. I think – I guess we're really about to find out, but I think that De- that Dallas – secondary is is ridiculously good or it's all been a charade and we're, we're going to find out but if it's as good as I think it is uh, whether Dallas is ahead or behind I, I'm just going to take a flyer here and think that Dak Prescott has big numbers um, I don't know I don't know what I trust about the Miami defense I trust the Dallas defense a little bit more maybe not against the run but against the pass I do so I'm thinking. I think it might be easier for Dak Prescott than it will be for Tua. So I'll I'll, I'll buy it that he has more yards. Buy or sell. All right. Final buy or sell. Elf is the best Christmas movie of the past thirty five years. Buy or sell. Man, I love Elf, and it ain't it ain't the Christmas holidays if you don't watch at least twenty minutes of Elf. <laughs> will Ferrell was born to play the Elf. Um, but I'm going to sell. There's just too many other good ones that I would have to put up against it. Um, one, I watched during 2003, the week of the Holiday Bowl in 03. Bad Santa is a classic. You can't, if you, if, if, if you don't never, pee your pants watching Bad Santa, you don't know comedy. Oh, my. I've really never heard anybody I'm say sorry. that. That's the greatest, that is the greatest Christmas movie ever. I love Bad Santa. 
<laughs> Bernie Mac is in Bad Santa. That's how good it is. So I would go Bad Santa, Die Hard. Uh, Home Alone was great, but it was it was cute, and great. But uh, if I never watch it again, I'll be okay. Oh my! Uh, but God. those are uh, those are the three. And and one that we Bev and I went to see last year that was great was Violent Night, a drunken. The real oh Santa Claus. God, what is going on with you, man? This is he's twisted. a drunk, and he's uh, and he's disenchanted, and yeah. he he walks into a home invasion, and he just rediscovers why he's on the planet as Santa. So those are my favorites, and I don't care what anyone says. Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Oh yeah, no doubt. Um, wait, was that last drunk Santa? What was that mad? Bad Santa. Bad Violent Santa. Night. Violent Bad, Night. Is that Mel Gibson as Santa? No, no, no. That's no Fat it's Man. The, I think it's no. That's yeah. Fat I think Man Violent is Santa Gibson. is the is the sheriff from Stranger Things. I think plays the Santa. It's a good movie. And, it's fun. Uh, it's what kind oh of, my god! It is laugh out loud funny. Jeff, you haven't seen those, Violent man. Night. You need to watch it tonight. You need to watch it tonight. You got to branch it's out. Great. Get away from the kiddos for an hour. <laughs> my God, how many yeah, F-bombs? Yeah, you're not how watching with your kids. How many uh, F-bombs yeah, you, would you like my that. kids to hear in one sitting? Man, Violent Night is wonderful. Oh, my It is gosh. wonderful. This is depressing. You've never seen it. I know. It's great. I just I feel you depressed see, already. I was yeah. festive, and then now this. Violent Night is festive. And, you know, um... Brick Claus was underrated, but I wouldn't put it in my top five. But uh, with Vince Vaughn as Santa's brother, yeah, I have, I've watched, I've watched that. Um, it's better than people, you know. It's, if you describe it to people, they wouldn't, they wouldn't buy it at all. But it's better than people think. I, I I'm with you on that one. I don't. If you like Vince Vaughn, you then you'll like Brick yeah, Claus. Yeah, I, I thought, I actually thought it was pretty good. I don't even know how I stumbled into it, but I'm not sitting around. What, what is like Santa is, is he's. Is he hitting people with crowbars and stuff? Is is that what you Santa, like? Santa Santa is trying to. He lost his fastball, and that happens. Santa lost his <laughs> fastball. He's drinking too much. He's drinking too much, and and he's trying to figure out maybe he's time to hang him up. He's time to hang him up. He's he's not. He doesn't have that 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 Christmas spirit, and then all of a sudden, he figure he he, he has a bar fight and. He gets into this thing, and all of a sudden, he he's in this big mansion, and there's a home invasion, and he saves the day because he's Santa Claus, and it's wonderful. Well, you know, I hate to be too peppy here after all that. I mean, I I kind of liked my Christmas movies with fewer f bombs uh, and fewer murders and maybe fewer syringes. You can't and- tell me you didn't love Bad Santa. You love Bad Santa. Is that the one with Billy Bob Thornton? Oh my God! Yeah, classic. It's classic. That's uh, the one with I, Billy you know, Bob. I mean, Thornton. I, here I'm thinking. Uh, I'm trying to debate Elf or Home Alone. Home Alone <laughs> was in 1990. I think it's. How can you hate on Home Alone? I don't get it. Well, no, I'm not hating. I, I, I said it's not in my top five. I think it's a classic. Yeah. I, I loved it, Joe Pesci. I mean, what's not to love? Yeah. But 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 am I looking to giggle or am I looking to guffaw? Why I like to guffaw. <laughs> Apparently like so, laugh. man. You like you like them as uh, like what? What do you want to do? Want to watch Clockwork Orange on uh, Christmas Eve too? <laughs> the Shining. Oh my, the Shining. Oh my God. <laughs> like, Shining. Yeah. Shining. Friday the Friday the Thirteenth. Well, well, let's let's make it a I'll festive take, I'll day. I'll tell you what. I'll take and I'll take Elf over Home Alone. Elf is funnier yes. to me. Home Alone is cute, funny. 
that's a that's what you watch around around the fireplace with all the kids yes. and, and grandma and grandpa. And elf, you can do that too. But bad Santa, that's grown. That is grown folks humor. Violent night, grown folks humor. Wow. Uh, I'm buying that Elf is the best Christmas movie of the past 25 years. Um, I think it's brilliant. Uh, in fact, I'm very happy that they've never tried to do another. And I'm sure it's been mentioned. I mean, he's probably been offered before. And of I, just, course. I, I hope that it never. I hope that it never happens. I hope there's no spinoff. I hope it's never touched again. Just left alone. It's the best. It is. It is. Will Will Ferrell? You can, he can do very little wrong in my eyes. I did not go see that movie where he and his wife went on the ski trip and things didn't go well, and it was some kind of dramatic movie. Oh, really? I don't I want that. It. I want I want Chaz yeah. from Wedding Crashers. Yeah. That's what I want. Yeah, that's the Will Ferrell that that gets me there. So, but you, you get know, no argument out of uh, me. If Elf, yeah, Elf was on right now, I'd watch it. You know, here's the thing with Will. Typically, with Will Ferrell movies, they are hilarious. For about eighty percent, and then it just it can't it can't end the right way. It just it's like the final twenty percent just needs to just stop. Elf gets better throughout, is great start to finish. Yeah, and that's hard. It's hard to beat because it's got a message to it, yeah. and, and Will Ferrell is in just completely in his el- element. And don't forget, Faison Love is the big black assistant elf. Big perm, big worm from yeah. Boys in the yep. Hood and Elf. Yep, that's hard to beat, man. Yeah. That's hard to beat. Yeah. Okay. What? What? Now, what is your recommended viewing list? Just so people can gather the children around. Bad Santa. The, I'm not telling people to gather kids around for my list. That's your <laughs> list. You can watch Elf and Home Alone. You can go to to, to any in any elementary school in the city, and you you'll be okay. But if I win, I might get arrested. So yeah. I'm recommending Bad Santa, Violent Night, and uh, yeah, those are my two. And Die Hard, of course, is my yeah. favorite of all time. You know what? So. It is. If, if, if someone were to sit down, I'm trying to think because I, I thought, you know, I remember seeing Die Hard, thinking at that time, well, this is stupid. Why am I going to watch this? I mean, this guy, whatever show he was on, uh, Bruce Willis at the time, the sitcom that was so popular. I'm thinking, what am I doing here? But you know, back then. You went to movies and malls because that's just what you did because you were bored. And then that movie, I thought, man, that movie rocked. And I've probably seen it two or three times since. I don't even know what year would that be, like 88 or? 87, 88, yeah, somewhere yeah, in there. somewhere yeah. in there, okay. If someone were to watch it now, would it hold up at all? It, it holds up over time. It is generationally great. Okay. The dialogue is still good. Bruce Willis is is a cool guy that you can't help but like and yeah. and and uh, alan rickman is the bad guy hans Gruber. he was it fantastic. getting better yeah no he was he, he was, was great amazing yeah he was just amazing best christmas if there's such a thing as a christmas villain he's at the top of the list yeah yeah, yeah. and then the uh like the the guy with the white hair the albino guy that got the chain wrapped around his or wait is that the guy that the chain wrapped around his neck? yeah, yeah. Al- Ale- alexander gudenov yeah. the late great yes yes yeah, he was. Um, he he took it personally when Bruce whacked his brother. So yeah, that was great. Remember the building? What was the building's name? That was Nakatomi Plaza. There you go. Well done. 
Remember, is the cop is uh, what's the cop's name? Uh, he's backing Reg- out. Reginald, it was Al Al Mitchell, um, <laughs> played by Reginald Bell Johnson, and that got, that that role got him Family Matters, got him a sitcom. Yep, where he played a fat a fat cop. So that that was a life changer for Bruce Willis. It made him a megastar, and and then this Reginald Bell Johnson got a sitcom that lasted for eight to ten years. So yeah, it was a life changer for a bunch of guys. Remember the scene, though? It was so cool. He throws the body out. Welcome to the party, pal. <laughs> yeah. <that was, laughs> there, are so, there are so many good – there's one where the where Reginald Bell Johnson, they're, they're like uh, – remember the guy, the principal from Ferris Bueller? I forget the actor's name. He was the leading – he was Dwayne Johnson. He was leading the, the investigation. Special Agent the Johnson. showed up. And he goes, hey, the FBI's coming. And then the cop goes, you know, you want a breath mint? <laughs> that yeah, was great and they kept, Yeah, they were kept making the Vietnam uh, flashback comments. And uh, those, oh, two guys, yeah. those two guys oh, were yeah. clowns. Wasn't Special Agent Johnson and Johnson no relation? Yeah. Johnson and Johnson, the black guy and the white guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm telling you, um, that, that, that holds up. And that movie's almost 40. It holds up, man. It holds up. All right, I'm gonna have to watch it now. The the one I don't think there was any. I can't remember how many were made after that, but they got. I think there were four overall. Yeah, they got ridiculous. They got ridiculous. There's five. Okay, there's five. Brandon says they got ridiculously dumb over time. The Samuel L. Jackson one was decent. He was like a store owner or something okay, that I don't was remember decent. That one. I think the second one was okay with the snowmobile chases and the one that was the one with the airport. Oh that, yeah. That one, yeah, yeah, that yeah, one yeah, yeah. Does. That uh, that actually was moderately interesting, right? So these guys, I can't remember what the plot was. They were well, they're terrorists. trying to break out this this terrorist. They they break him out, and then the cops that sh- to show up to try and catch him were actually on his payroll. Yeah, and uh, Bruce Willis finds out at the end because they had blanks in the guns. Yeah, that was really well done. I like that. That one. wasn't bad. Now the other one sucked. That. The other one sucked. Yeah, the other one sucked. That was with the snowmobile chase, and uh, that was set up pretty well, actually. You're right. Well, there you go. Hey, everybody, there's Cedric Golden on Violent Films for Christmas. I like that podcast. Violent Films for Christmas. I like that podcast. And and on a personal note, thanks. uh, I've got a lot of uh, shout-outs today. Today's my birthday, so i got a lot of shout-outs Oh, look at you, man. 38 years old. Good job. Look at me, 38 years old, give or take 20 years. Uh, Who's counting? But um, if you want to know my age, I'm the same age as a Super Bowl. So whatever Super Bowl's coming up, that's my age. Happy well, birthday, indeed. Happy birthday to you. And now we got a new podcast idea, <laughs> Violent Films with Cedric Golden. I'm in. I'm in all day long. I like it. All right, man. Uh, won't talk to you again before Christmas. Have a great holiday. We'll do it again. All right, man. Take care. Buy or sell.